Hello, and welcome to Travel Loving Moms Podcast, Episode 8. My name is Penny. I'll be your host. This podcast is for moms by moms who share their travel stories, tips, and advice. If you have a desire to travel with your family, then this podcast is for you. My guest today is a wife and mom to two little kids ages two and four. Her and her family left their home in Utah in 2018 to travel the United States full-time in a fifth-wheel RV. Their family motto is, no place to go but everywhere. They enjoy spending time together while enjoying the amazing places they visit. She road schools her children while they travel. You can follow her travels on Instagram and Facebook and her blog at Boundless Bakers. I'd like to welcome my guest, Jessica. Hi, Penny. Hi, Jessica. Now, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. Um, now, tell us where you're calling in from today. So, we are on the Olympic Peninsula uh, in western Washington. Um, we actually moved today, and we are in the Ho Rainforest. So, it's it's beautiful. It's um, it's very dense forest, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's in the um, it's in Olympic National Park. So um, it's just one, which is a huge park, which um, is made up of forests. It's made up of um, some coast, coastal area. Um, and we spent, let's say, spent four days on the coast um, here within the, the national park. And then we just moved into one of the rainforests that, um, that is made up um, in the national park. Tell us a little bit about your family and your decision to travel. Yeah, absolutely. So like you mentioned, we are from um, Utah. My husband and I um, have been together for about 10 years. We met in Park City, Utah, where I am from. Um, He moved there from New Hampshire to be a ski bum. So we both have a long history of loving the outdoors and um, love hiking, skiing, things like that. So ad- adventure has always been like a huge part of our lives. Um, and after we had kids, we, we saw that kind of like dwindling away. We weren't skiing as much. Um, we weren't hiking as much. And we just weren't doing the things we enjoyed as much. So we decided we wanted to make some changes. We wanted to work less, play more, and, um, you know, incorporate what was really important to us um, into our family and instill those values into our kids. So that's kind of what led to our decision to travel was just to um, continue the adventurous lifestyle that we that we enjoyed before kids. And, you know, we were set up in a way with my husband's job that we were able we were able to do it. So we just figured, you know, let's let's make it happen. Um, And that's kind of that's kind of the reasoning we wanted to do this was just to get out there and enjoy life because we were we were getting stuck in the rut and we we didn't, that wasn't making us happy. How long from the time that y'all uh, decided you wanted to do this until the time that y'all left? So we always, we always try to think back to like when the conversation actually started um, that we wanted to full-time travel and we can't even remember. We've been wanting to do it for so long, but did I actually think it was going to happen? Um, absolutely not. Um, we had the idea of building a schoolie for a long time. So we wanted, we were looking at at buses to buy just kind of like a like a pipe dream so we just always kind of look for buses to buy online um 
eventually we realized like, you know, we both work full time. We have two small kids. We don't know how to build a home. So the chances of us actually finding the time to build a schoolie and do it is um, pretty slim to none. So if we want to actually make this happen, we're going to go the RV route and we just need to pull the triggers. So that was, let's see, um, August of last year. So August, 2018 is when we bought, I think, I think we bought the truck. No, we bought the RV first. So we bought the RV in August. A couple weeks later, we bought the truck. We were on the road November 15th. So we moved, we moved pretty quickly once we started like actually making things happen. So it was a dream for a while. And then um, the schoolie didn't work out. And then once y'all decided, no, we're going the RV route, then it was pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, okay, if we're actually going to, if we're actually going to do this, let's do it. And we just kind of, we just made it happen. And um, yeah, we spent the majority of those three months from when we bought the RV to when we left um, actually renovating the RV. So we did a bunch of work um, um, in the interior of the, of the RV. So that's kind of why we weren't even on the road quicker um, after we bought everything. So, um, so yeah, it took us about three, three months from the time we purchased the RV to, to leaving. Well, that's a surprise because, um, you know, some people just go, okay, I'm going to do it. And then they do it really quick. And I really like that y'all took some time and then all of a sudden it started moving. So everything yeah. just started falling into place for you. Yeah. And we had, I mean, we kind of like loosely started planning things. Like I said, like the years we had thought about doing this and kind of dreamed about doing this. We, we had put together like our, you know, tentative like route okay well where would we want to go okay how would we make it actually work with like jobs and our our home that we owned like those types of things so we had been thinking about it for a long time but yeah the actual like doing the things went pretty quickly now you said y'all had a home did you own a home and y'all sold it or y'all renting it out um we still own it so we decided to rent it out um we have a long-term a long-term renter in there now and that it's been working out great. I know some people are are scared to go that route home versus renting it out. We've we've actually had a really good experience so far. It's been about seven months now. And um and yeah, it's been going great. So we still we still own that home in Utah. Well and the inn is still available if y'all ever decided to go back exactly. and the renter moved out. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I mean we don't have any plans of going back there at least anytime soon but it is kind of nice to know that it's it's always there did you give yourself an amount of time that y'all wanted to be on the road or you're just like let's do this and then when we decide to stop which could be 10 years from now Mm -hmm. then that's what we'll do yeah so we initially said two years but now that we've been on the road um as i said it's been about seven months almost and we've only done we've only been in three states um so we have a feeling it's going to go over two years um because we we move relatively slow which we like so I think that two-year plan is going to be extended so so now who knows yes and and the states are so big so much to see and do out there right yeah I know we we always talk about 
you know, we have like our plan pretty like loosely carved out, but then we'll be like, well, what about this? What about that? There's just so much to see. We'll, we'll never stop. So who knows? Now, what was your expectation when y'all first left for traveling? And um, meaning like, were you, um, we're going to do this and this and in mm-hmm. this certain amount, or were you kind of just like your expectations, y'all just left a little bit loose or how, how did that go for you? Um, we left our expectations pretty loose because, you know, this is, this is all very new to us. Um, neither my husband or I have really any RV travel experience. So as far as like living in the RV, um, those expectations, we had none because we'd never done it before. As far as like how we wanted to travel um, and what we wanted to do while we traveled, we knew we wanted to spend a lot of time outside and, um, you know, budget friendly activities and things like that. So we had an idea of like the types of activities we wanted to do. Um, But as far as exactly what we wanted to see and things like that, it was all pretty, pretty loose. Um, so we knew the areas we wanted to go. And as we go, um, I will then kind of decide like what we want to do in each area, um, maybe like a week or so before we actually arrive. Um, so yeah, overall expectations were, were pretty loose because we, we wanted, we wanted it to be that way. And also this was the first time we'd ever done anything like this. So we didn't really know what to expect. And you're, you said your travel style is y'all move a little slow. What do you mean mm-hmm. by that? How long do y'all usually stay in one place? Um, so we will usually stay um, three weeks. So we are Thousand Trails members. And the package that we have, our membership, allows us to stay at a park for 21 days at a time. And so far, we've mostly stayed in Thousand, park, um, Thousand Trails parks. And we will do the full 21 days. Um, we are going to be speeding up a little bit over the next couple months um, and not staying in as many thousand trails parks just because they're not um, they're not as available in the areas we're, we're heading. Um, so that's going to speed us up a bit. But generally, we will stay about three weeks. That gives y'all plenty of time to get to know the location and what's going exactly. on around Exactly. Yeah. And the reason we do that, so we got some advice before we started all this um, to move slow because you can get burnt out, especially with little kids. So we we love having the extended stays because that gives us plenty of time to do, you know, the sightseeing and see everything. It also gives us days to do nothing. So we'll do, you know, just normal, normal things you do at home, do your laundry, go grocery shopping, play inside, watch movies, you know, normal life things. Um, And then you don't feel so bad not going out and sightseeing when you know you have two more weeks to do all those things. So, um, so moving slowly has been um, like a huge part in this being a successful adventure. Plus moving slowly too, you get to take a little bit longer to plan your next location instead of having to, yeah, if you're in a place for three days, you're basically looking for your next place by the second day. Right, exactly. So you're, yeah, you have no time to enjoy your current location when you're always thinking about the next. So, yeah, that's not fair. And do you use um, like any particular apps or any websites or anything to plan your trips? Yeah, I mean, as far as like the actual, like, um, as far as like the actual travel goes. Um, and 
as far as where our lodging. So if we're looking at a thousand trails park that we're headed to, we will use, there's a really good Facebook group for a thousand trails members that gives us a ton of information as far as those parks are concerned. Um, when we are boondocking or staying at um, other like state parks or things like that, we'll use um, Campendium, iOverlander, um, those apps to kind of give us an idea of like where to go and what to expect and things like that. And as far as the activities and things we want to see in an area, um, I'll just do some searches um, for kid-friendly family to do in the area that we're in um, and that will kind of help me um, kind of plan plan our itineraries. And speaking of your kids, how do they enjoy this lifestyle? <laughs> they love it. Um, I, 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 it's hard to get like a realistic reading on it because they're just, I mean, they're, they're very young, but they are extremely happy. Um, I, I think what they might love the most about it is I'm able to be home with them. So I worked full time at home. Um, so they were either in daycare um, or we had a nanny when we left. So they, my, my son, he's four years old. He's told me that he loves, you know, being home with me. So that's been great. And as far as like the travel and everything goes, I think they're, they're loving it. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think overall they're enjoying it and I've seen them. I've, I've seen huge changes in them since we've started RVing. Um, my son was generally like pretty shy and timid back home, but he's kind of like come out of his shell and he's like super adventurous and, um, that's been really fun to see. So, so yeah, they've, they've adjusted better than, than any of us. So I'm extremely proud of them. Now, do you, um, do y'all see many kids when you're out and they're able to make friends? Yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing more and more, I think. So this, this winter, we were in California for the majority of the winter and it was pretty bad weather. So we didn't see ton of families we met a few we, we actually met one family um who were we were kind of on the same route with so we would kind of crisscross and meet back up at parks and stuff and they have a um a daughter who's four and she became one of the kids you know best friends and I think we'll actually meet up with them again um this coming fall we'll kind of fall back into the same route so that was that's been really fun um but yeah now that now that it's summer and um, we're in destinations where more full-time families are, are coming up to and um, following the warmer weather. We've definitely been meeting a lot more families. So, so that's been really fun. Well, and I think there's more families out on the road now. Um, yeah. I know my last guest and I, we talked about that uh, it's a growing community for families. And I think yeah. schooling and homeschooling and all that has plays a big part in it too. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I knew I obviously when we started exploring this lifestyle, I knew that it existed um, because I was uh, influent. Uh, you know, I found inspiration from other families doing it, but I had no idea like how many people were actually doing it um, until we started meeting people on the road and meeting people through social media and through uh, full time families group. Like it's it's crazy. There's tons of people doing it. That's awesome. Yeah, it is.
for school, you rode school. Can you tell us some about that? How you do it, what y'all do, and um, how yeah. it plays a part in your traveling? Yeah, so my kids um, are young. They are two and four. My son was in preschool when we left, so I kind of wanted to continue some sort of like structured education because he he um, did have that before um, we started traveling. Um, so with him, for as far as like the structured learning goes, and in, in the afternoons when Hazel is asleep, Finn and I will do workbooks together. Um, so we found a couple workbooks that he really enjoys. They're kind of like a, a mix of um, practicing letters, numbers, handwriting. Um, and they also like throw in some like fun games in there. So he's really, he's really um, enjoyed that. Um, as far as like other things that we do, we'll just do like a bunch of arts and crafts things. Um, we spent a lot of time indoors uh, this winter because like I mentioned we were we saw a lot of rain so we mm-hmm. did um, a ton of crafting ton of drawing ton of painting things like that um, so that's kind of where we are as far as like structured schooling goes because again they're they're pretty young um, but we we learned so much just in the like activities that we're doing um, out hiking the kids like can identify they actually we were at a um where were we it's, I can never remember thinking back it all kind of blurs together um we're in northern Oregon on the coast and we found a banana slug and some women were hiking on the trail behind us and they saw us bending over looking at something so they could see and they're like oh my goodness what is that and I said oh it's a banana slug spouting off facts about it's something we had uh, talked about on our hikes so it's things like that that um, I feel has taught them more than anything we've learned sitting at the table staring at workbooks doing so that's been that's been awesome for sure and then their little head their little brains are just sponges too soaking it all up yeah yeah sometimes my two-year-old will um will like repeat something that I, I guess she heard uh, my husband and I talking about, like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know, something, something about uh, like the, the campground we were in. I, I can't even remember what, what it was, but I was like, how did you even know like what that word is? But she's become like a little, like an RV, like enthusiast. And it's, it's so funny. She like understands like the RV and like the campground life. And it, it's, it's hilarious. So so yeah, they are they are sponges. <laughs> so she's learning the lingo. <laughs> oh, she is. It's hilarious. <laughs> that is too cute. Yeah. Now, I didn't mention this next thing in my um, introduction for you because I think it's kind of funny, and I wanted to uh, talk about it in the middle. Uh-huh. It's people a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you travel with pets. Um, but not just what anybody would think you would be traveling with a dog, but you're not. Yeah. You are traveling with not one, but two cats, correct? Oh, no, Penny. Uh, we have four cats. <laughs> four cats. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, we take, I take crazy cat lady to a whole nother level. <laughs> now, how big is your RV? <laughs> it is 30. It's a 34 foot fifth wheel. Um, 
so yeah, it, I mean, it's it's definitely good size, but it's 300 square feet total. <laughs> so two adults, two little kids, their toys and, and stuff like that. And now we got four cats. Yes, ma'am. That is correct. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us about traveling in an RV with cats. Um, it has exceeded all expectations. That is one area that we had pretty low expectations about, but we didn't know what to do. Like they, they are our families. Um, like, so leaving them behind was never an option. So we're like, okay, we got to, we have to figure this out. So, um, so as far as like modifications and things we've done to the interior of the RV for the cats. Um, so we have two litter boxes that are underneath the, um, dinette benches um, um, at the table. Um, so we, we took out the drawers. The, there were storage drawers under there. We took those out and we put in two litter boxes. We changed the type of litter that we're using um, so it doesn't smell whatsoever. Um, but obviously, if they use it, it it's going to smell. So we, we, have to, we have to keep it clean. So when they go, we clean it. Um, other things we did underneath our bed underneath the master bed there's a storage area um we keep that cleared out and we have um cat beds under there and we created a hole um on the on one of the wood panels surrounding the bottom of the beds we we put a hole in so they're able to go in there and that's kind of like their little hiding spot um we have like a cat tree we have scratch pads all over the place um, like hanging from from the walls with um, command hooks. So as far as like meeting their needs and everything like that, like they have everything that they had back home. So um, so honestly, it's gone it's gone really well. We were very very nervous about it. They have a they have adjusted super well. Um, they also go outside. So back home, we had a pretty good sized fenced in yard that they were used to hanging out in. And they could have easily jumped over the fence. They never did. So the funny thing is now is they will actually just kind of roam around the RV and never leave our, like our, our campsite. So they are, they're free range, free roaming cats. And we get, we get a ton of looks in the parks. That is for sure. When We've got four cats just roaming around the camper. Have you ever had any um, complaints about them or issues going no. to a certain park? anything no you know I've I've you know worried about that and I'm definitely like considerate of that because I know pets are supposed to be on leashes um but they don't they don't wander anywhere they don't go anywhere um so we've never had anyone complain um people are just more fascinated by the fact that they don't go anywhere that they'll just come over and they'll be like what like what is this like this is crazy like this is awesome so no one's no one's ever complained, but, you know, we definitely want to take, we take the other people around us into consideration. And if there are dogs and things like that, that are um, bothered by the cats, we'll keep them inside. And, but everything's been fine. What is one piece of advice you would give to someone if they had cats and wanted to travel with them? Just make sure that they're com- like, give them the comforts that they were used to. Um, I was really, I knew the kids would be fine. I was honestly really worried about how the cats would adjust more than anything. And I just, I didn't want them to have like a horrible, um, a horrible life. So I've made, I've made them very comfortable. So, you know, make sure that they have a little, 
a little place where they feel secure and safe. So that's what we have like under our bed built out as is kind of like their little, their little safe place. Um, you know, keep, make sure that they're, they're able to, you know, they have like things to, for stimulation. So they're able to like get energy out. So we have like toys, we have the little lasers. So they're able to, you know, get their exercise and stuff when they're not outside. Um, yeah, just they're part of your family. Make them comfortable. Could you tell us what your favorite place has been in y'all's travels in the last oh, seven that's... months? That is such a hard question. I was like thinking about that for a really, really long time. There's so many for so many different reasons. Um, But I think like if we had to choose one place to go back to like for the rest of our lives, um, I think it would be like the Portland, Oregon and surrounding area. Um, So we spent two weeks in Portland and then we spent a week, um, I think it's like an hour from Portland um, at Mount Hood. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that just whole, so the Columbia River Gorge, Portland, Mount Hood, that whole area, I think, has been everyone's favorite so far. And the reason why is it's beautiful. Um, you have... The, the city of Portland is, is gorgeous, tons to do, like as far as the city goes. Um, it's probably one of my absolute favorites. Um, the Columbia River Gorge is beautiful. Hood River is, is a town that we could potentially see ourselves living in again uh, when we go stationary one day. And um, Mount Hood, my husband is an avid skier, so he was really happy to get in um, some ski time on this trip. He brought his skis. We've been lugging him around seven months and I'm glad that he got to actually use them. So, uh, so yeah, we just like that area because it has everything that we love. It has hiking, skiing, um, a wonderful city, um, rivers, lakes, forests. It, it has it all. So I think, I think that's been our favorite so far. I'd love to look at pictures of Oregon. It does look beautiful. Oh yeah. The whole, I mean, the, the whole state of Oregon um, is is gorgeous. So definitely, definitely recommend it to any travelers. And Jessica, could you give us some advice for anyone wanting to do this kind of traveling in an RV, um, whether it be full-time or just even part-time? Yeah. So I think as far as like, if you're thinking about doing the full-time travel thing um, and you haven't you're not out there doing it yet. I think my biggest piece of advice is to just do it. There's never going to be a right time. Like all the, like everything's not going to align perfectly. Um, You just got to do it. So um, that's probably my, my biggest piece of advice is just go for it. Start make, make one step towards it. And then you'll see things just start to fall into place because they kind of have to. So once we bought the RV, we're like, okay, this is it. Like, we're doing it and that's when we just started making things happen um so once you put one thing into play the rest will work itself out so no time like the present and then as far as you know people that are on the road or you know living the lifestyle um probably my biggest piece of advice would be to take it slowly um as i mentioned before like that's been instrumental for this being like a positive experience. 
um, is just taking our time because we've been able to see so much. We've been able to, you know, still feel like we're living a normal life. Like this is not a vacation for us. This is our, our life. So not every day is out there having, you know, having a vacation. So we don't feel, we don't feel overwhelmed. We don't feel rushed. Um, yeah, I think taking it slowly is probably my biggest piece of advice. When you first started out and you mentioned um, not like a vacation and I just thought of this and wanted to ask, um, when you first started out, did y'all find yourself kind of living like it was a vacation and then realizing, oh, we're not on vacation. This is actually our life now. You know, we, yeah, that a hundred percent. I look back at when we first started and we probably ate out more than we, you know, should have. And we, we were spending more money than, than we really should have. And, and yeah, living like it was a vacation in that sense. And then um, we had to kind of reel that in and be like, you know what, we're, this is, we're doing this for the, the long haul and this is our life. Um, yeah. So it did, it did feel like a, a vacation at the beginning. And then um, we kind of had to, had to tone that down a little bit. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jessica, for that advice on, on yeah. the traveling. Absolutely. And now, as far, for your kids, um, what are some tips or advice you would give us on traveling with uh, small children, especially since yours are four and two? Yeah, um, as far as like travel days are concerned, so going from one destination to another, keeping those as short as possible. So we try to we try to keep our travel days under four hours and like four hours is, is max. That's even, you know, kind of pushing it. And honestly, not just for the kids, but the cats as well. Um, So keep your travel day short if you're able to, you know, if you're trying to get from point A to point B and there's a lot of miles in between, like stop for a night, pull over, um, let everyone kind of get their wiggles out, make some dinner, relax and, um, you know, boondock for a night and then continue on the next day. So if you have the ability to take it, um, to do shorter travel days, um, that would probably be my biggest piece of advice. And then as far as like, um, living like the RV life and making that adjustment with young kids, uh, my biggest advice would be is to keep like routines and structure as much as possible. So, um, so we, we still have nap time for my daughter, you know, like, like we would back at home, like our bedtime routines are just like they looked like at home, the structure of our days, um, more so weekdays, like when my husband's working and, and things like that, like our days are very, are pretty structured. We'll do like a outing in the morning. We'll come home in the afternoon. My daughter will sleep while my son and I do schooling. And, you know, then we have our bedtime routine. So try to keep, a little bit of structure and routines if possible um especially with young kids that just that just makes them feel comfort you know more comfortable and and pretty happy so definitely definitely my biggest piece of advice there and i think that is some wonderful advice thank you so much jessica for sharing yeah and I also want to thank you, Jessica, for being a guest today on the podcast and sharing your story and advice and tips with us yeah it's been really fun You're welcome. Thank you. And I invite our listeners to check her out on Instagram and Facebook at Boundless Bakers and her blog, www.boundlessbakers.com. 
Be sure to follow us at Travel Loving Moms on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, and YouTube. Now, if you'd like to be a guest, you can go to www.travellovingmoms.com slash be a guest. Until next time, may your family be blessed and your travels be awesome. Thank you.